The Detroit Tigers dropped two games to the Minnesota Twins over the weekend, making them officially 20 games under the 500 mark. Uh, the offense continues to be the offense. The pitching is starting to implode, and everybody is hurt. What can go wrong absolutely will go wrong. Everything that can go wrong will go wrong for your Detroit Tigers in 2022. We're going to talk about it today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Monday, July 25th, 2022. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen. Every single day, we are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Okay, the Detroit Tigers drop both games over the weekend to the Minnesota Twins. Uh, the game on Saturday by a score of 8-4, to four, and the game on Sunday by a score of 9-1 to one in what is truly one of the most embarrassing performances I, uh, I have watched in recent memory from this team. There's something what in 2003 and 2019 and even like 2018, whatever this team was bad and and we knew they were bad and it was, it was, how were they going to lose? Because there's no talent. There, there, there was no talent. This team, it, it was a, it was a poor coaching staff, a poor front office. There was no talent at the major league level. It was just bad. Right. And, and you knew they were going to lose. And that was you were told that it was part of the process and and, and all this stuff. And, and you accepted it. You accepted, OK, we are going to lose almost every single game this season. Right. Like 2019, you, you, you knew you're like, all right, this team, this team is not going to be good. And halfway through the season, you were like, yep, this team isn't good. Second half of the season, let's buckle up. It's going to continue to not be good. And then there was like a month left and you were like, yeah, no, this team is bad and it's going to be bad for the last month of the season. And you just went across, uh, upon, you, you, you continued through your summer and you knew that the Tigers were bad and it, it wasn't because they didn't try or it wasn't because they, they had, you know, a ton of injuries and it wasn't because they had this, uh, this, a bunch of players that just straight up didn't perform to the level they were supposed to. There was no expectations and they resulted in nothing. It, it, what, ha what was supposed to happen, what was supposed to happen happened, right? This year is unbelievable because you did have expectations for the first time in over half a decade you were told by the front office, you were told by ownership, you were told by management, you were told by players, you were told by anyone within a 10-foot radius of this organization that this year was going to be different. Everyone said so. I said so. Beat writers said so. Uh, fans said so. Everyone said so. And 
it is now post All-Star break. We are a week away from from sorry, from August, and this team is now officially 20 games under the 500 mark. So it is not the worst team in Detroit Tigers history. It's honestly, it's far from it. There have been, you know, if you're younger and you weren't around for 03, that team would have given up 10 runs to like a high school team. Okay. And if you weren't around for 2019, that was a catastrophic implosion. And, and they had, you know, Duel Lugo batting third this year. While it's not the worst, it is almost certainly the most disappointing. And any any adjective you can find that is a synonym to the word disappointing is, is, is probably accurate. This is the most disappointing team in, in my lifetime. I mean, the only other team that even rivals it is 07, right? We lose the World Series in 06. Mike goes out there and and, and buys some all-stars and they don't even make the postseason. Uh like that that was certainly that was certainly up there. But um, you know, Leland stayed the course and and uh Dombrowski continued to do Dombrowski things. And a few years later, they started an era where they won the division four years in a row. Uh, you know, it it, it led to bigger things, and there's certainly a possibility that three years down the road, whatever we look at this and we go, Well, that sucked, but look where it led us. The thing is, it's impossible to to a know and b feel that way. This is this is rock bottom keeps getting lower, and it's remarkable. Every single day, it just gets worse. Sunday was an absolute joke. It was it was a joke. I I mean, you're talking about a uh, uh, a group of guys that just did not want to be on the baseball field today. They didn't. And I'm not saying that, oh, like people were saying they were hurt when they when they weren't. That's just unbelievable, co- not coincidence, but circumstances on top of the fact that all your healthy players just straight up didn't want to be there. And then, like I said, on top of that, everyone's getting hurt. Everyone is getting hurt. I, I've I've also am not sure I've ever seen anything quite like this. You have Javi Baez that led the game. I, I'm recording this right after the game. If there is an update that eventually comes out on Javi, we will talk about it tomorrow. But as it stands right now, he's day-to-day with uh, like upper left arm contusion. Ronnie Garcia was throwing about three to four miles an hour slower than he normally throws in this one. And they left him out there because they kind of had to. They were out of pitchers. And then at one point, he just waved him off and said, I can't do this anymore. I'm in serious pain. So uh, he goes to the IL. Almost certainly is going to go to the IL. And apparently, they're just going to shut him down from even throwing for a little while. So we're not going to have Ronnie for a little bit. Um, Michael Pineda, after pitching on Saturday goes to the IL. He had uh, right tricep tightness. Angel DeJesus recalled he came out of the bullpen in relief of Ronnie on Sunday. Then you had <laughs> Zach Shore got sent down to AAA, and it was for Ronnie Garcia, which then he turned around and went right back to the IL. Apparently, Ronnie was supposed to have a rehab start in Toledo, 
uh, maybe even a couple of them. But the game got rained out, and then the Tigers had more injury situations because Bo Brisky then to the IL. And Matt Manning is still not back. It is one of the most unbelievable things I have ever seen. Yeah, Bo Brisky put on the IL. It was retroactive to July 18th, but he is on the IL. It's, it's, <laughs> I, I don't really know how to describe it. And that's why I keep saying unbelievable because it, it truly is that. I've, I've, I've never seen something like it. And it's not an excuse is the even crazier part. It's not like, oh, well, if they were just healthy, they'd be good. No. Like, no, that, that's not even true. This is a team that even, A, at relatively close to full health, they haven't been at true full health really once all season because of Riley at the start and then, you know, everything that's happened since. But, uh, you know, at, at relative full health, this is a team that was one of the worst offenses we've seen in recent memory. And a pitching staff, that was really solid early on, and then since them has just been absolutely depleted. So it, it's not just, oh, if the injuries, you know, if they were hurt, they'd be better. Like, no. Th th this offense is putrid. The defense is horrific. The bullpen, which was so good early on, now the last couple of weeks is starting to implode. And and guess what? You wanted, What was the only asset you had to trade? If you wanted to sell the sell at the deadline, right? If you wanted to sell piece of the deadline, the only asset you had to trade was Tarek Skubal if you really wanted to, and that's just because he has any value, which nobody else on this team can really say, or one of your relievers. And now even all those guys, Michael Fulmer's been struggling the last couple of weeks. Alex Lang gets rocked on Sunday. Uh, Gregory Soto, we all know his his season and, and, and his issues that he's trying to iron out as he continues developing. I mean, you know, like I said, everything that, that could possibly go wrong for this team this year is going wrong, and it's unbelievable. We'll get into the games from the weekend. We will continue talking about the current status of the team. But first, I got to tell you all about our friends over at – BlueNile.com. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond's shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile bench jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring. Each ring is truly one of a kind. If you're looking for fine jewelry, but you're having trouble choosing, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. So make your moment sparkle with the jewelry from BlueNile.com. And going on now is the Blue Nile anniversary sale. You can save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement rings and settings plus every order is insured it ships free and arrives in discreet packaging that won't reveal what's inside so you can shop shop completely stress-free and find her forever peace at bluenile.com today all right everybody welcome back to segment two here at locked on tigers thanks for making us your first listen every day free and available wherever you get your podcast 
20 games under 500 and everyone's hurt and those who aren't hurt are having the worst years of their career that is the status of the team that's the the quick rundown of where we're at on july 25th everyone's either hurt having the worst season they've ever had and 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 the team is certainly suffering for it so on sunday tigers played a game nine to one to the twins uh an embarrassing showing a really, really embarrassing outing by your Detroit Tigers. Eric Haas showed up, had a pretty nice day at the office, and that's pretty much the start and end of the list of people who looked solid. Riley Green had one hard-hit ball, uh, hit very deep, great play defensively, prevents that from doing anything, but still went 0 for 4 with 3Ks. Javi Baez goes 0 for 1, uh, got hit by a pitch, and then after getting hit by the pitch, is removed from the baseball game. Harold uh, <laughs> Castro got a hit. Eric Haas got two hits. There you go. That's everybody that got a hit. You had three. You had three hits as a team. And that there, that's the extent of it. Strikeout total. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven Ks. That's not even that bad of a number, which is even honestly kind of more frustrating in a weird way. Like it wasn't like we were getting pieced up and we couldn't hit the ball. The ball was getting put in play. It was just never a hit. Ronnie Garcia starts this game. He goes two and two thirds, two hits, three runs. All of them earned no walks, no strikeouts on 62 pitches. As I said, pulls himself kind of out of the game due to injury. Angel DeJesus goes two and a third of uh, of no hit ball. No hit, no walks, two Ks. He looks pretty solid. Jose Cisnero then comes out. He looks solid. And then Michael Fulmer comes out and has one of the worst outings of the season, uh, which is piggybacking off of a last like week and a half, two weeks, where his command has really failed him. And he is hitting batters and walking a lot more. And this was just an absolute train wreck. Alex Lane then comes out and follows suit with one of his worst outings of the year, where his command is also nowhere to be found. He still gets two strikeouts because he's Alex Lang, but a walk, heart, two heart, really smoked baseballs, uh, not great. And then Gregory Soto comes out at the end for whatever that's worth uh, and gets one out to, to finally get out of that inning. And then Cody Clemens pitches the, 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 the ninth inning. That is his, what, third appearance? Third, fourth appearance of the year? you're on a team that between Harold Castro and Cody Clemens, they're like starting to creep into 10 appearances category, like territory two of them combined starting to approach that, that 10 appearances number, which is really sad. So where do you even go from here? Where do you even go from here? Like, Let's, you know, let, let's be honest. This is an absolute catastrophic season. Where do you go from here on out? You, you, you sell at the deadline, certainly. How much do you sell? Is this such a bad season that you no longer believe in the rebuild at all? And I'm sure some fans will say yes and some fans will say no. And, and it's all going to come down to how Avila feels. Um, but there is a, a, conversation to be had for if you think that this rebuild is just a complete failure then you trade everyone right 
everyone that you can. You can't, you know, like nobody's going to take Javi Baez right now. Um, nobody's going to take like Erod. I'm not even sure if that's legal or possible to trade him at the moment. Uh, there, there's a lot of of people that you're just not going to be able to trade because they have zero value. But anybody with value, you could just say, move them, right? Tarek Skubal. You could absolutely just trade Tarek, get a crazy, in theory, good return, right? Four years of team control on a lefty that can touch 100 and and start games and has crazy good stuff and was a top 100 prospect and having a pretty solid year. That, in theory, would, would be your biggest return. You trade all the relievers you can trade, and you just absolutely, completely pour it in gasoline, light a match, throw it in there, and just burn it completely to the ground. And and you start over almost entirely. Do you trade like you there's no way you'd ever trade Torkelson and Green, but like they would get continue to get older and hopefully you'd you'd get pieces in those moves that would come to fruition when they're in their like four, fifth, six years of service. Or you just go, you know what? We're just everybody's being a little too dramatic. This is a rough year, absolutely, but Let's just trade the relievers that we think we can get something for. We'll trade Joe Jimenez because that's a, that's an easy target, least amount of control and having a pretty solid year. We'll trade Michael Fulmer again, not too many years left of control. Uh, maybe you even say let's trade Gregory Soto, even though he's got few, a few years of control left. Maybe we can get something for him. Andrew Chafin, we paid him kind of a lot, but only a two-year deal. We can, we can trade him. You just go through and you kind of just deplete the bullpen but then you come back next year with everybody and you try to run it back. Um, or you do what Avila did in, in, in 2019, and for some reason you do nothing. You do absolutely nothing for reasons totally just just foreign to me. And, and yes, I, I know they, they traded Shane Green and Nick Castellanos, and, and they got, you know, we got Alex Lang in, in one of those deals, right? But there is no reason. That and this, this could, I could get on a whole new tangent and just go for an hour on this. There is no reason that Matt Boyd should have been on this baseball team on August first, two thousand nineteen, and there's no reason that Michael Fulmer, as much as I love the dude, should have been on this baseball team on August first, two thousand nineteen. Yes, it's easy to say in hindsight, but it was blatantly obvious then, and that brings us. All of these pieces, right? Free agent signings, all of our free agents having terrible years, all of our trade acquisitions having terrible years. Jamer Candelario, which was widely considered to be one of the rare, like really successful trades in the Alavila era. Isak Predis is now gone. We traded him for Austin Meadows, who has played, what, like 30 games for us? And is I don't even know when he's coming back. His Achilles are still sore. Apparently, I don't even think he's doing baseball activity at the moment. Um, and then Jamer, Jamer was supposed to be like the third baseman, kind of of the future role, and he's having a catastrophic season, like so many other players on this team. There is a legitimate discourse and conversation to be had about Jamer Candelario, where we just look and say. Is it actually legitimately possible that he just gets non-tendered? And the answer is, is yes. There is a very real chance that at this point that Jamer Candelario just gets straight up non-tendered by the Tigers. And I'm not saying that this is like the, the super likely like will happen guaranteed scenario. And there's still 
what over 60 games of, of baseball to be played, right? So if he goes on a little bit of a heater, that, that absolutely can change some things. Nothing set in stone on July 25th, but, I mean, goodness. He has looked lost at the plate, has not been good defensively. And that's one of the other things about this weekend that was so unbelievably frustrating was the defense and just fundamental things. It's none of it makes sense. No one could have seen it coming and none of it makes sense. We'll keep talking about it right after I tell you all about BetOnline. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check on all your betting needs. Find all the latest sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, podcasts. They have you covered. So head to the BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn about the trends and the action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Okay. Welcome back, everybody. Segment three here at Locked On Tigers. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. So the Detroit Tigers are really laboring at the moment. Um, and this past weekend was it was so bad because it looked like there was no effort. And that's obviously always frustrating from a fan perspective. But, I mean, just any fundamental play was not a gimme or just a straight-up error. It was error galore. I mean, even like like Akil Badu just completely muffs on a play and, and botches a fly ball to left field. And then he robs a homer. And it's like, oh, look, he robbed a homer. We wouldn't have even been really in this situation if he had caught a fly ball a couple of pitches earlier. Like, it, it, it's just... It's 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 so frustrating and so demoralizing and so sad. Every single level and every single facet of this organization has just been brutal for years. And last year was different, especially after April. Last year was objectively different. It felt different. The team didn't make stupid mistakes. It didn't shoot itself in the foot. It it, it did m- make the fundamental normal plays. Defense didn't lose them games. They were competitive with teams they shouldn't have been competitive against. They beat first place teams across every division. They beat teams over 500. They won games on the road. I mean, golly, we have one of the worst road records I've ever seen. Like the last year's team was was solid. And they so much so that even after one of the worst Aprils in the history of this organization, they turned it around and were only four games under 500 after game 162. And this year is just horrific. Defensive plays that, that kicking the ball all over the field can't catch a pop up, can't catch a fly ball. Dudes who have played shortstop their entire careers are in corner outfield. Dudes who haven't played third base since since college are playing third. Dudes who haven't played first in their entire lives are playing first. It, it it's it's remarkable in the worst possible way. 
And I, everyone's tired. Everyone's so tired and, and so over it and so done with this. And I don't blame anybody. I watch every game because I'm a crazy person. I, I would never subject or, or, or judge somebody for not wanting to watch this team every night. They're going to lose the interest of the casual fan or the even non-casual fan. They're, they're going to set themselves back, and then they're going to sell at the deadline again. And anybody who is relatively noteworthy has the potential to get traded. It's, it's, it's just a, a, a cycle that doesn't end, and this all leads us. I wanted to get this at the end of segment two, but we had to go to break. This all leads us to all the trades and all the free agencies and, and free agencies, all the free agent signings rather, and, and all the lack of competitiveness and how this team is constructed and all the, 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 the top picks that have really done nothing at the major league level all just leads us to Alavila. That's where all of this leads us to. And I look, I, I, I said it in the first half recap. It would be ignorant to say that he has not done a single thing correct in his entire tenure as general manager. But I'll be darned if it's not a lot. And it's not a, a heavy majority. I mean, the, the, it, it's it's... Like I said, remarkable how he continues to just get off like scot-free. Like he just continues to, to, to get off and, and be fine. And, and there's no, there's no issue with the GM according to ownership. And I'm speechless. This dude has been. He took over when we entered the rebuild. He took over as GM when we were starting to go down and we were trying to to, to enter this rebuild. We were trading everybody away. We, we were hitting rock bottoms. So we could have high draft picks and rebuild the farm. And then we could come back out of the other side. And he's been here for all of it. We haven't had a single other person in charge for this rebuild. And it's gotten us to a point where seven years removed from our last playoff series, eight, eight, eight years removed from our last playoff series and seven years removed from when we started. uh, Well, the first year we missed the postseason 2016 was like, Hey, we're going to try to make it. We missed that. We were within a game in the last series and then blew it. 2017 is when we completely went all in. We're trading everybody away. That's five years ago. Five years later, the Detroit Tigers have given you a product that is 20 games under 500. They have not really a single trade in that entire era that you can point at and go, wow, what a massive success story. Uh, they have not a single free agent signing in that entire era that you can point at and go, wow, what a great signing that was. And 
the farm system that is the reason you tanked in the first place has pretty much no success outside of the first two rounds outside of Tarek Skubal, certainly the exception, but it's 20 rounds and you have one success story in seven years. And that's you you've had some dudes make the majors in that era that were not drafted in the first round, whatever I, you, you get my point. And the t- players that you have drafted in the first round, two of them were number one overall picks that anybody would have taken. And of those two, one is not going to pitch in the Tigers rotation again until he's around 27 years old. And that will hopefully be his first full non-restricted like season of his entire prof- like major league career and has not been very good at inducing swings and misses. And the other one got demoted halfway through his rookie season because he is one of the worst registered players in the game of baseball. And here we are on July 25th, 2022. We have Harold Castro consistently batting three. We have uh, Tyler Alexander is going to go back into the rotation, which we said we weren't going to do ever again, but we don't really have a choice. All injuries, all massive underperformances. I, I'm, I, it's, it's so tiring. It's so exhausting. And I just want a good baseball team. Because I miss it dearly. And when you're talking about the rookies, this this when I when I say that about the young players, that's also not me giving up on the 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 prospects that I've mentioned. I, I still have honestly a pretty sizable amount of faith in Spencer Torkelson. I think he'll be fine. I think it's just adjustments to the major league level. And when he comes back and gets the timing down, I think he's gonna be a, a really good and, and important baseball player for this team. For the foreseeable future, Riley Green, everybody knows I'm I'm crazy about and, and is phenomenal. Turk Skubal is having a solid year. Matt Manning hasn't been healthy. Uh, he hasn't been unbelievably good when he is healthy, but he hasn't been super healthy. So we should give him a fair shot. That was a very highly touted prospect at one point. And uh, Casey Mize, again, like it, it's a negative and, and it's not a positive, but um, something, you know, we were just waiting for him to finally have a, a full, healthy, complete season, which it doesn't look like we're going to get for a while. And it's just really unfortunate. So it all goes back to Avila and we're going to have another trade deadline in a week where he is the forefront and he is the guy making the calls and he's the guy in charge and he's the guy that's going to be doing these deals. And I think that's scary for a lot of people. And ownership just kind of really likes Al by the sounds of it. And just says the same old thing all the time about, you know, it's not where we want to be, but we're impressed by where we're headed and we're impressed by the development of the young guys. And, uh, we're seeing improvement, I think, is what Illich said at one point. She got a big laugh out of Twitter. 
I just want to like it, it. It's I could go on forever. I need I need to really just like stop. But just watch another team. Seriously, just just watch any other team. We are now behind the Royals. They lost today. We are now worse than the Kansas City Royals. We have a worse record than the Royals. We are last place in the in the worst division. We are the worst team in the worst division in baseball. Just watch any other team. It could be the Arizona Diamondbacks, for all I care. It, it could be the, the the Colorado Rockies. I'm in love with the AL West, apparently. It could be just watch any other team, and it's just different. And that's so sad. So sad. Thanks for making Lockdown Tigers your first listen every day. I'll make your second listen to Lockdown MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and his unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories from around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Lockdown MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts, just like us. You know, this, the, the other scary part is look at the schedule going forward. That's where we'll end the, the show. I, I promise I'll, I'll get you all out of here. But but if you look at the schedule going forward, it's not something that, that I would say induces encouragement. Okay? Padres come into town. Then you go to Toronto. Then you go to Minnesota. Then you, go to, then you come home for Tampa. Then you have Cleveland, then you have the White Sox, then you have the Guardians, then the Angels, then the Giants. I And like, even f- like, okay, then you have the Rangers, eh, then you have the Mariners, then you have the Royals, who apparently you can't beat, Angels, Royals, Houston, Chicago, Baltimore's good, Chicago, like, it, it's not going to get, it's not going to get easier. Only time will tell if it gets better. That that's something you know. Everything is unpredictable, as seen by this season. But it's certainly not going to get easier with San Diego, Baltimore, Minnesota, Tampa, Cleveland, Chicago, Cleveland, Los Angeles, San Francisco. Have fun. I will catch you all tomorrow. Hopefully, recapping a victory over the San Diego Padres. Looks like it might be a Drew Hutchinson start. It might be Tyler Alexander is going to slide into the rotation. They're going with Sean Manaya, I believe. Let's go try and turn it around. Peace and love going to Therapy's Dope. I'll catch you all then, baby. Go Tigers.